God, Michelle. is it Friday? <laughs> oh my God. Michelle is surrounded by incompetency. I swear to God, I work so hard. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by F ups. <laughs> I swear. It is the producer Michelle podcast. It is Friday. It is a new episode. And I, Justin, I want you to. First, are we recording? Yes. <laughs> Because for those of you who don't know, Justin screwed up at the very beginning, and I had to start all over again, which further explains <laughs> why I'm so frustrated I'm sorry! <laughs> but I want you to tell people what I'm holding in front of me right she now. She is holding a frame that inside, it's like one of those case frames, not like a picture frame. There is a blue framed with a little clippy thing, name tag that says Bed Bath & Beyond, official, with the name Michelle underneath it, and behind that is the backdrop is an application to Bed Bath & Beyond, and on the frame glass it says, in the event of emergency, break glass. Yeah, so you see? You're good. I'm breaking it. I'm breaking it. It's going down for I'm real, gonna, y'all. This was a gift from Gary Hoffman yep. a couple of years ago, uh, because you know he worked on the morning show for a very long time, and he was my morning husband, but then I had to divorce him because now he's working with Shannon. Yeah. So, but he gave this to me one day when I was really, really frustrated with handle, and it's been on my desk ever since. And I think I'm breaking it today. You think today's the day? I think today is the day I'm breaking it. It's either that or I also have in front of me, and I just looked this up. There is a um. Job opening for a store manager at BevMo, <gasps> right one? in my neighborhood in Pasadena, oh, no. and I fulfill all of the the requirements and qualifications. <laughs> Wait, what are the quali- requirements and qualifications? Financial and business acumen, ab- yep. ability to evaluate financial and business indicators and translate data into actionable information to drive results, which yep. I did when I worked in retail for many many years. Problem solving and decision absolutely. quality. Absolutely. A plus, plus, plus. Relationship management. Able to build constructive and effective relationships Uh-oh. with everybody but handle. Uh, yeah, you still do really good with him. <laughs> ability to influence at all levels as well as a demonstrated ability to work effectively within a team and be assertive in driving successful management strategies. Absolutely. Influencing and negotiation can present ideas and directions that lead others to action. Uh-oh. Yep. Planning and priority setting, demonstrate an ability to set objectives and goals and organize work appropriately to meet and exceed goals, process strong, possesses strong organizational and time management skills. Well, it's been great work. It's been great working with you, Michelle, but it looks like you're out of here. Demonstrate strong listening, written, written and oral communication skills. Qualifications, three to five years experience in retail store management. Done. I did that in the 90s. Thank you very much. Strong verbal and written communication skills. Oh, you didn't know I worked for Wet Seal. What? The, you know the retail store, the girls' clothing, women's, girls' and women's clothing store, wet, the Wet Seal? Uh-huh. I used to work for them. Oh, okay. I worked for them for seven or eight years. Point is, you're leaving. Yes. You're done. Excellent organizer and problem solver with strong management skills. And I have strong interpersonal skills to communicate with confidence to both Internal and external customers. Yeah, you're that's yeah. Mm-hmm. You're shooing for that. I'm totally applying for this job today, based on what? Okay, for those of you who have no idea 
what it's like to work with Handle. Today is a perfect example. And I wanted to title this podcast, I Work So Hard and Handle Doesn't Give a Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not exactly true because I think sometimes he does give a shit. But it's very, very frustrating. He is a very frustrating person to work for. And I've worked with him for 22 years. Michelle, (laughs) you're a genius. Exactly. He should say that every single day. (laughs) That's why I recorded it. Every (laughs) single day. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a boyfriend I had in high school. Not in a weird way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just the guy you've known, really. Yes. And these these are the qualities that this boyfriend, and I dated this guy for five years, okay? He was, he had ADD which we all know Handle has ADD. And then he had this thing about trying to turn something back on you when he screwed it up. And so when we would get into a fight, he would tell me, and he would do this this thing. He would tell me to leave, right? He would get so mad at me, he'd say, you just need to leave, just go, just go. And I'd be like, okay. But I knew, because after several of these fights, I realized that if I left, he would get even more angry. So you just asked me to leave, but then when I leave, you get even more angry than you already were. Where are you going? Exactly. <laughs> and so Handel has the same thing. He does the same thing where I he does think we do think we've done things a certain way for a really long time. I'll explain this to you. We do the segments for Handle, and, and when we do really intense segments, we create for him a package of information, uh, bullet-pointed information that just kind of gives him a kind of a good overview of everything he might need to know. When Cliff he's notes and resources of yeah. numbers and stats. So and that- it's, it's not for every topic, because Handle's super smart. Like yeah. He is just, uh, he know, and he watches the news, but sometimes when we do things that are a little more obscure or we're doing a lot of research into, we just want to not hand him a bunch of different stuff with stuff highlighted, so we'll just bullet point the information and give him a package of information that he uses to prep for the show. So in the, within this information, if they happen to be sound bites that we want to play that are related to the story that he's talking to, what we ask him to do is say, I, we don't care what you do with the rest of the information, but that one line right before the sound bite, say it almost exactly because it's the cue for Justin, who is in the other room, to play the sound. Yeah. It, it kind of sets up. We call it like a cue, a cue line. It sets up the sound bite. And so, so if he doesn't do that, then we're just, you're waiting to see, like, when do you want to play the bite? Like, sometimes he'll, you know. So this morning, we're doing this Elvis story. And I'm like, you see me waving my hands all over. She's <laughs> very animated right now. So we're doing this story about Elvis and how... Elvis is basically disappearing from Las Vegas. And if you go around Vegas now and you ask 20-year-olds who Elvis is, they're like, who? Right? Elvis impersonators are going away. Anyway, this whole big thing about Elvis is a great story. We did this whole series this week about the evolution of Las Vegas. And the very and I just thought of the best creative way to end it was with the sound bite of the guy, the guy saying, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Right? Mm-hmm. So at the very, very end, the very there's one sound bite in this whole entire thing, and the the line right before it it says, "So I guess it really is," and then or I guess it's really, and then Elvis has left the building. 
Right. So that was it. Like, that was the whole thing. And I explained it to him. I said, there's only one soundbite, and it'd be just really kind of funny if you end it with the, you know, iconic Elvis has left the building, right? <laughs> and I don't know what happened. If you were listening. Go back and listen to it. At the 9 o'clock hour of the podcast. Uh, or if you were listening, what was that? That would have been about 9.30. Yeah. yeah. Just before 9.30. He he promos Aaron VZ report and and I just see you turn around and look at me. I'm just it's the one thing we asked him to do. And then and Handel he says going, What? What? I don't understand. And so I just at that point I was like, just go go to and then I lean back and I'm like, I worked so hard. <laughs> and then I had to like walk him through it and he still didn't get it. And it was just it was extremely At any point, because I can never hear you. I always look at you guys like an aquarium. At any point, did he try to turn that back on you? Yes. Oh, boy. Because he said, you should have told me that I had to say that line. And I said, what do you always do when there's a sound bite? You say the line before because it's the cue. It's the cue line for the sound bite. We've oh, been doing so it funny. that way for 15 years. Oh, boy. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. I'm going <laughs> to work for BevMo because I hear... That they give samples Here's, of new items to employees. I would like, I don't know that the listeners would enjoy it, but I would like to see what happens with Handel with somebody else at the helm. Well, Re- Rebecca's a lot like me. She know, She's worked with Handel for a long time, too. So she knows kind of what, what goes on when I'm not there and what exactly what he's like. So I'm sure it's very similar when Rebecca is there. Um, it might be a little bit different. It's because- slightly different in that Rebecca's way of managing him isn't as not ma- manipulative, but it's not as, as hands on. It's mean. more reactive, <laughs> whereas you guide him in a in a way that works well for him. It's what he needs. And I want to make it clear. And I, I don't think this is what you're saying. This is in no way smack talking and handle. No, no. He could be sitting in this room and he'd probably for the most part be he nodding. And say, yeah. <laughs> What happened after the show? He, came in, he said he threw away the phone number you gave right. him. So, so He's so supposed right, to have like so a before, conference yeah, call. Before the end of the show, I hand him a sheet with <laughs> uh, a number, a time, a phone number, and who he's talking to, and an access code that he has to call. at ten. Right after the show, I said, right after the show, you have to go to your office and dial this number and do this conference call. And it's in like 20 point font. Like, so it's, it's huge. Right. And he goes, okay. Okay. And then I hand it to him and then I'm sitting at my desk at five after 10 and he comes walking by. Can I tell you what happened before that? I was saying my usual hello and Mm -hmm. goodbye to Gary Shannon as they're coming into the studio handles goofing around with Shannon. And then he goes, Oh, hell. Like, only he doesn't say hell. Can we curse on this? Yeah. Okay, well, this is exactly what he said, verbatim. He goes, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And he, like, kind of pushes me over as he runs back, and he's like, ah, shit, I threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> then he comes to he the office. He digs into the trash. Right. Oh, yeah, and he, and he can't find it. And I leave, right. and then he comes into the office and says, Mich- from down the hall, you hear... Michelle, I, I threw away the number. And what was my reaction? <laughs> I look at Michelle and she just, all I see from most of my work day is the back of Michelle's head. And my favorite part is guessing the expression on her face based on the nods of her head. And this was just a, 
It was a the, slow bed, bath, and beyond yearning head shake. It was the eye roll, and I said, you are going to be the death of me, and I don't know that I could do this for another four years. And he's like, I know, I know, right? And then he tells me, he goes, my other partner, Karen, at the Center for Circuit Handling, yeah. there is a standing rule amongst all staff that whenever he signs a check, signs anything, that they are not to let go of the corner of the paper. Right. No matter how hard he pulls. Yes. They have to keep one hand on it because if you let go, he will lose it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, we went over this in, in one of the early podcasts when I said I could put something in front of him. Yeah. He will insist that I didn't put it in front of him, that he never saw it. And I could stand up, walk around to the other side of the desk, stand right behind this him. Yes, when you said like a magician. Put my hand down on the papers that are directly in front of his face and say, it's right there. <laughs> And he looks at me like I'm a magician. <laughs> like it suddenly appeared. Oh, it's the best. So, yeah. So that that's I it, I am very glad it's Friday because I am so frustrated. Could you imagine right now. if you had today on Tuesday? Oh my god. Could I you would imagine. I would just oh, you would hate me for the rest of the week and I could be bad enough. Oh god. No, you're the best. And and I have to go to CrossFit today. Oh, CrossFit. Which might be good because it might Get out some of the aggression. <laughs> Girl, you're going to beat the hell out of a medicine ball today. <laughs> I'm going to, that big gigantic tractor tire, I'm going to like fling it across the room. They make you do that too? We haven't done that yet, oh. but I see the tires in the back of the, the gym, and so I'm waiting. What if that. it, like, what if before today it was something you could never flip, and then today you're just like, oh my God. Even I'm like, you're JJ Watt. <laughs> well, Wednesday we did, uh, we did deadlifts on Wednesday, and I was deadlifting. It was a 35 pound bar, and then I had 20, I had 65, it was 65 pounds total, I think. So I was, and it was the first time I had ever, ever lifted anything other than just a 10 pound bar or a 15 pound bar. So we, I was deadlifting that. So if I went in there today, I could probably deadlift like 200 pounds. Wow. Because I'm so angry. A lot of <laughs> adrenaline. A lot of adrenaline going on. Anyway, I just had to get that out. Did you do your podcast this week yet? I have not. I'm probably going to do it later today. Is it with your wife? Uh, hopefully, yes. Yay. We're going to talk about getting older and how I had a very weird observation of my father who he's on the, the new, uh, what's it, Next Advanced Medicine, a diabetes right. thing that we advertise here on the station. He heard it. And so now he drives down here to do it. It's going well for him. Uh-huh. But my mom has to manage his whole diet, much like you do with your <laughs> husband. It's sneaking in veggies and stuff. It's very weird steak for me. Steak to- soup, honey. It's not paleo stew. It's steak soup. There's no <laughs> veggies in it. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he just was eating dinner. And then he was like, he kept going, what is this? Like he did it three times in one meal. Like he'd take a bite of something. He goes, what is this? And it's just such a weird thing for me to be to be a man and to be so simple, which is not my father. He's putting things into his mouth and ingesting them multiple times and then deciding to ask the question, what is this? And then my mom was like, it's kale or jicama or whatever. And then he goes, it's really good. And then he she makes he has to have a special salad dressing that's made from scratch with olive oil, lemon and some seasoning. Right. And he did the same thing. He's like. What is in this salad dressing? <laughs> and I'm like equal parts amazed and jealous. And I think secretly, this is what I want to talk about. Secretly, I think all men want to get to the oh. life that your man has. <laughs> where you just have a freaking calendar. Every day is like going to elementary school. You know what? Everything's all worked out for you. You don't have to think or do anything. 
And maybe this is our downfall. Maybe, maybe th- this is how we lost all of our power with voting and all of uh, now it's equal. Now it's, it's why women rule the world. Exactly. This is how it happens because secretly, subconsciously, we crave to be stupid, mindless vegetables. <laughs> we are stupid. We are we are insanely organized women, powerful women yes. who are taking over the lives of our men. Exactly. <laughs> speaking speaking of my husband. Yes. He is doing this um, Boonies to the Beach bike ride. He does it every year at Costco. There's a bunch of them that do it. And basically they go from, I think it's like Anaheim to Huntington Beach. They ride a bike on um, April 24th, I think it's happening this year. It's to raise money for Children's Hospital. And this year, my husband's doing something very special. He is offering, for the first time ever... CDs of the Dick Cabeza productions that he used to do on the show. He's never done it before. He's never offered them before. But we thought, hey, this would be a great thing. Raise a little money for Children's Hospital. I'm trying to get him to beat his coworkers, like his store manager, so that everybody will feel bad. <laughs> I, that's a terrible thing. It's a good thing. We're all raising oh, money yeah. for Children's Hospital. Yeah. It's good competition. So anyway, if you donate $25, he's going to send you a... A CD. We're going to send you a CD of Dick Cabeza Productions based on all the OJ trial ones that we did, which we played some of them here in the podcast. And I swear to God, there is at least one that matches up with every single episode of The People vs. OJ Simpson, which is over. And I'm sad about that. Yeah. But if you donate $50, he's going to send, we're going to send you a CD of the Cabeza stuff uh, for OJ. And we're also going to send a bonus CD that has some other Cabeza classics. Like my very favorite one. This is my all-time favorite cabeza, and I'm playing it for you right now. Every morning you'll see that girl. 8 a.m. sharp with roller curls. In all her glory. Standing outside the office of Social Security. Youngsters all in tow Eight months pregnant, one more to go Her old man's unemployed He's out drinking forties with all his boys You are my barrio princessa You are the welfare queen Had three kids before seventeen Welfare queen Knows ten recipes for government cheese AFDC is so groovy W-I-C and S-S-I Cause you see she don't work She breeds She's the welfare queen <laughs> My husband is a genius That was Ken Gallagher singing He was he used to be our news anchor And he was extremely talented With the, the voice And also musically Playing guitar and stuff that is my ultimate all-time favorite. So good. I, I did not chills. want to laugh out loud because I wanted to hear all of it and not ruin it for anyone. It was 
so good. I love it. That's probably the eighth time I've heard that. It gives me the chills every time I hear it. I just, and you know what's so funny about, and I think I've said this before, is I can't, when I hear the songs that the Cabezas were based on, like the real songs, and we used, you know, karaoke, generic karaoke music to do these back in the day. But when I hear, like, uh, what's the song? Um, Born to be Wild. I don't think, I can't think of the real lyrics to Born to be Wild because all I hear is Eric and Lyle about the Menendez brothers. And it's, so it's so funny. Every time I hear certain real songs that, that Cabeza did songs, I can't even think of the real lyrics anymore. It's just, it's, it's weird. All I want to do is make more of them, but I know they'll never be as good. I'm not, but I, oh, I wish I was here then. It was. I would have liked to be like uh, Dick Cabeza Jr. It was. <laughs> it was is such a weird time back uh, back then because that was back before we even moved to this building when we were at Ardmore in down in Koreatown. Basically, our building was 6th and Ardmore. We were in Koreatown, and it used to be an old office building that they turned into a radio station. So you had, like, closets that we turned into production rooms. And, and the, uh, you know, the, the, stuff, the, the stuff on the wall, the soundproofing on the wall looked like dried spaghetti because it was, like, orange, right? So what would happen when he would do these is he would, st- he would stay. Back then, people didn't care how many hours they got paid for. So that he would stay all night just effing around in the studio with Michael Crozier and Paul the Wall and just anybody who would just wander in and they were and Neil Savager, they would wander in and do things here. Stuff that didn't never made it on the air, stuff that did, stuff that you know, it was it was an incredible time to be around and, and back then KFI was nothing. And so we didn't have anything to lose. So we threw everything out there and there's a lot of stuff, like a lot of the Cabeza stuff is really insensitive and really sort of like today people would go oh my god how offensive is that and a lot of the stuff we probably couldn't play today because of political correctness but it was a magical time back then it was just a very very different world than the stuff that you can do today you can do all of this stuff today but it's likely if you put it on the air you get fired so you got to be really careful about what you do. So that's why, you know, he wanted to offer these CDs up. And if you go to my page on the KFI website, KFIAM640.com, keyword producer Michelle, there's a link right there if you want, you know, if you can donate any amount of donate. If you don't want the CDs, that's fine. If you can donate five bucks, we'd appreciate it. But if you want the CDs, go ahead and donate because it's only up for another part of the, until the middle of next week, and then we'll be done raising money. And he's doing pretty good so far. He's got, al- he's got almost 3,000, if not just a little bit over. So it's really... Really cool. So if you get a chance to donate and you want those CDs, because, again, he's never done this before. I donated, and I, get, I could get the CDs if I wanted them. Yeah, you can. I, well, you have access to all yeah. the ones that we've been pulling. <laughs> You've been sitting there pulling. I have more to bring you to pull. It's and awesome. It's, it's funny because when you're sitting there pulling them, well, like you'll pull them all in a big bunch, and then you'll separate them and title yeah. them. And it's sometimes, what, like two seconds into it? I'm like, oh, that's Lois we Lane. Play, we play a little Name That Tune where I start to yeah. hit play, and then she yells out the title. Gianni Be Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a really good one, by the way. I only enjoy that part of the day mostly because there are other people and the door is open. I just like to think right. what other people are thinking when they hear that <laughs> happening. I know. So anyway, so go to the website if you can, and if you can donate, that'd be great. We'd really appreciate it. And um, I don't really have that much else to talk about today. Otherwise, I just wanted to give you an update on the dogs. Uh-oh. Everybody's good right oh, now. Oof. 
But, oh, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. Did you guys, you saw this, and um, did you guys, people who are listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. because you love the Producer Michelle podcast, which, by the way, is supposed to be on iTunes now. (gasps) Yeah, it should be there. So go and look for the picture of Princess. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to my podcast. podcast, Because then it automatically shows up. Yes, because there's a new episode every Friday, and we try to keep them to about 30 minutes or 20 or 30 minutes. So they're not that long. Just take it with you and just enjoy a little laugh while I tell you about my horrible day. (laughs) But we were talking this week. If you haven't seen this yet, you have to go. If you go to Bender's page on the KFI website, keyword, wake up call. There is a video of two brothers who played a prank on their sister after she got her wisdom teeth removed. And they got her in the car and they do this whole fake emergency broadcast. And that zombies, it's the zombie apocalypse. It is hilarious. It's gotten about 15 million views on YouTube by now. It is really super funny. But... She was on the Ellen show this week and she's getting a little <laughs> she's getting a little hate from dog lovers because of a certain part of this video where the following happened. The cat or the dog? The cat! You okay. idiot! Okay. No! What do I do with the dog? He's the worst! He's already dying! Just leave him! Okay, Get we will, the cat! Okay. It's, her mouth is full of cotton, and the brothers are like, they're going, what do we do? What do we do? Do we do this? Do we take chocolate cake or funfetti? And dad says we got to meet him in Mexico. He's in Las Vegas, and yeah. they're loading, like, garden hose. And she's like, why are you loading garden? We need the guns. He get goes, I'll guns. get the guns. And then he comes back with a thing you use to pick up off the top shelf of a grocery and store. And he's showing her how to use it. You gotta, this is your safety. What is this going to do? <laughs> Not going to do anything. It's hilarious. And, and so she's getting a little blowback from that comment about the dog, which I thought was hilarious. It's hilarious to hear because you know she's still drugged up. You know that she's just kind of out of it. But she's so quick on the decision between the dog and the cat. Who should we take the dog and the cat? The cat, you idiot! (laughs) It's like, duh, it's obvious. And she explained on the Ellen show that the dog is a really sweet dog, but if once you go to pet it, he kind of bites here, if you want to hear it, this is which she shows. They show a picture on the Ellen show while she's explaining. She's awful. You know, you say that. You have, you, okay, he's so cute, and you try to pet him, and you go up to him, and he's wagging his little tail, and then you reach your hand out, and all of a sudden, it's mm. like you've... It's, like a zombie. It's terrifying. Yeah, he, bites he bites. He's tiny, and he's like 10 years old. He's just, he's kind of just like a grumpy old man at this point. The question yeah. is, what would he bring to a zombie apocalypse situation? Yeah. Us? He might might have helped. <laughs> he's a little like, a, almost looking like a, a poodle Yorkie kind of yeah. mix. He's a very he, small dog. It's, it's a really fun, it, the, both videos are really funny to watch. The, yeah. the zombie apocalypse video and then watching her interview on Ellen is pretty funny to watch. Because it's so obvious that the brothers and the sister, they have such a great relationship. Oh. It's just so... It's it's got to be a really fun household most of the time. So go there and watch it. But as we're talking about that, you tweeted out something earlier this morning where you said like tell me which family member you wouldn't take or something like that. Oh, you were say like some some about what you tweeted said something about Oh, I wrote a hashtag uh have a sense of humor or right. something like that because it was funny. And I said, name one family member that you would uh, you wouldn't leave behind in a zombie apocalypse. Is what I was trying to say right. in 140 characters. And what, or less. what I said was that we would take them all, but we, my husband and I have already decided that we would eat Princess last. Because <laughs> <laughs> and I hashtag sorry Roxy and Buffy. Roxy's the biggest one, so she's got the most meat, and Buffy hardly has any meat, so she's not going to be good eating. And yeah. Princess would be last. Well, and as old as Buffy is, that's going to be tough meat, that's too. Be tough meat. You might want to use that to feed Princess. I was going to 
podcast now. No, but anyway, not. no, I, I'm going to tell you. Get, if they so, don't get that humor, they probably shouldn't be listening to begin with for their own health. So uh, an update on the dog. So the other morning I was uh, trying to feed them. When I try to feed them, as soon as I get up, they all start following me. And they know that they're going to eat because I have to feed them before I go to work because I won't get a chance to feed them, you know, until, again, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So they eat at 3 o'clock in the morning. So they're following me. They're all wanting to eat. And I'm trying to get everything ready. And they're barking and they're jumping. And I'm like, cut it out. out." And so I stepped back (laughs) to, to, uh, to go and take the dishes. And I stepped on Buffy's foot. And she let out the sound. I swear to God, it was like this. Okay, I gotta, I gotta try to imitate it. Fuck! <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like stepping on a duck. Hold on, I didn't quite get that. How'd it go? I can't do it again. No, you can. I think you can. Fuck! Okay. <laughs> it was like. A, I was, feel like I almost got it. If you could just <laughs> no, I'm not what, doing no, one it. One more, again. just one more time, so we can all understand it. Fuck! That's it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. It was now. like, it was like I stepped on a duck. <laughs> And the, and I turned around because I thought, oh, great, I don't need to break her foot, right? Uh-huh. She, and she was fine, just so you know. She was fine. But when I turned around after this noise that she made, I turn around and I see Prince, Princess and Roxy, like, looking at each other and then looking at me like, what the hell was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And what did it sound like? I'm not doing it again. <laughs> And then the Buffy. face you make when you do it is my favorite. I wish they could see it. She opens her eyes and everything to get like she fully commits. And then, so then Buffy was limping for a few minutes, but I checked. Her, she's fine. She's not limping anymore. So she's doing good, but she's back on spaghetti now. She won't eat anything now but spaghetti. I don't know why. Roxy is uh, she's fine. She's still hobbling around on three legs, and I can't figure out why. But what was weird is when I took her outside in the back. Earlier this week, she was running around like there was nothing wrong with that leg. So I still think it's bullshit. You got dog drama. I swear to God, I still think it's BS. <laughs> and Princess is doing, she's doing good. There's nothing going on with her. So that was that's pretty much it. I just wanted to give you guys an update on the dogs because a lot of you ask about the dogs and I appreciate that. You can go back and listen to the nine previous podcasts that I've had so far. Nine of them. They should all be up on iTunes. So look for them. Search for KFI or Producer Michelle. And you'll see a picture of Princess. That's my podcast. So go ahead and listen to them. And like Justin said, please subscribe. Go to KFIAM640.com, keyword producer Michelle. Follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle. You can follow Princess on Instagram at PGK the Chi. You can follow yeah, Justin <laughs> on Twitter at KFI Justin. And of course, you must listen to the podcast this week, especially if he has his wife on because it's hilarious. When he has his wife on with him, it's hilarious Thank otherwise, you. but especially when your wife's on. I don't know. It's the, the combination of you two are hilarious. You Thank remind you. me of me and my husband. So go to the dadpodcast.com. And do you have it? Mm-hmm. Always remember. You were smart. You were kind. You were important. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous And I'm going to extremes Tomorrow I will change And today won't mean a 